0: Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the Body Mind Spirit Connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. to this week's live event, Ask Ailsa. This week we're kind of touching in on a subject that you may not have thought about, but the pandemic this year has really brought to the forefront and that is, do you feel lonely in your relationship and whose fault is that? Is there a fault to be laid? Is there something wrong with your relationship because you're feeling lonely? So I'm Ailsa Kepi, and you can find me on pleasureforhealth.com, as well as here on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, today, I wanted to really look at this because a lot of people get in a relationship, they're happy for a while, you go through the honeymoon phase, and then you get to that part where you don't feel so great. You wake up, you're like, I still feel lonely, I still don't feel completely fulfilled in my relationship. Is this the wrong person I'm with? Am I, should I break up? Should I look for something else? You know, what's wrong? And I think this is just uh, so indicative of our culture these days where, you know, we're not used to struggling. We're not used to kind of doing any um, self-inquiry process. We're used to just having things, you know, easy, press a button and it works, you know, buy this car and your life's uh, a dream, Um, you know, find the right partner and you live happily ever after we're sold these types of stories so often that it becomes quite difficult to actually um think in any different way and so what i would say is we're kind of stuck in a child uh archetype when we do this because we are expecting all of our fun all of our you know safety all of our love all you know, all of life to come from outside in. We expect to be met with um, amazing experiences, with unconditional love, from uh, our partner uh, or the outside world in general, and we don't feel we have to, you know, give anything in return. Or maybe we do, but we don't know what we're doing. So you know, if you feel that. Well, I should just I sh- I'm a good person. I deserve a good partner. I deserve someone who is respectful and loving and kind and works hard and builds a life with me. You know, we we feel that we deserve all these things in our life. And that may or may not be true. I think deserving is kind of a weird concept to to really, you know, kind of delve into. But if in that process we are not growing up and we're just coming at that like a child, you know, if you, if you have a child or you know children, you know they kind of, you know, they're expectant and that's you know perfectly legit as a child to expect your parents and your family and your world and your teacher and your class to, to provide for you. But when we get to a mature age, part of the growing up phase is to actually take responsibility for our own feelings. And so, you know, if you're feeling lonely in your relationship, well, it might be that your partner's not really there for you, but it might be that there's something to look at in ourselves, that we're not really there for ourselves. And this can come from so many sources. And again, it's not a self-blame like, you need to do more work on yourself, of course. This can come from childhood trauma. This can come from... Uh, just never having the opportunity to have uh, learned how to do any of this type of self-work. So it's not a blame thing, but it's an offering to you that perhaps that you are in the right relationship and that you just need to um, make that even better by bringing more of yourself to that relationship. Because what a lot of times we're doing is we grow up and we have you know, uh, human parents that make mistakes or are not there for us in every way. So we have holes, if you will. We have wounds, we have uh, emptiness in us. And however great our parents were, and this isn't a parental blaming either, but however great they were, um, we can't be perfect. And so we grow up with these places in us that are wounded or that are needy. And so we begin to look for other relationships to fill these holes. And so if we continue to look for a relationship that matches us, that fills the holes we have, and maybe we fill the hole in, in them, we end up having this kind of codependent relationship. And in that kind of relationship, then, you know, if we feel lonely, we feel like it's our partner's fault. You know, if they, if they were there for us and if they gave us what we needed, we wouldn't be lonely. And, you know, if you want to have that type of relationship, no judgment, go for it. But if you're looking for a kind of relationship where it's, where you can both be whole people, where you can do your own work and actually come together and manifest things together as a couple or as more than a couple if you're in a, a larger community, um, you know this is something that a lot of people talk about, but then we don't actually realize that it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work to make ourselves whole and to work on our own wounded parts. So we may be looking for a parental figure that didn't, you know, that we didn't have as a child. So if we had an absent father, emotionally or physically, perhaps we're looking for a father figure in our relationship. If we had an overbearing mother, perhaps we're looking, you know, we tend to either pick a mate that's very similar to that or go completely opposite and, um, you know, have a role reversal. Either way you know, all of the many myriads of ways that we can um, not have a full sense of self when we enter adulthood, it is now our responsibility to look for those places and to parent ourselves so that we can come to an a intimate relationship as an adult with awareness of our wounds, with awareness of how to work with them and with awareness of how to have boundaries with our partner about what is mine and what is yours and when do when can I be supportive, when do I need to be supported and when do I need to go and, you know, love on myself a little bit here. So that's kind of um, where I wanted to start with this because we're never going to find peace with ourselves as long as we're playing a role. We have to give up hope of getting something we never got from our family and the hope of changing our family. So. You know, all of those kind of hopes and fantasies get in the way of us having a relationship with the person that is in front of us right now. So we don't want to be bringing all our stories from the past. Uh, We want to be looking at this person and seeing who they are. And that's going to feel most fulfilling for both us and them. So once we give up these hopes, frightening as that is, we begin to find ourselves... And to make peace with ourselves, we need the courage to disappoint and alienate our parents or our friends. We need to, our journey to ourselves needs to become the important thing. And, you know, it's, uh, we can only do this process by ourselves. And so, you know, if you've been stuck in the pandemic, I've had a couple of clients that have mentioned that they've kind of had, been forced to do this process of sitting with themselves because they've been alone much of this year And, you know, that's not a bad thing. As a collective, we are kind of needing to grow up and not just look at Mother Earth to provide for us without giving back. We are now needing to come to the world as adults and see what we can also offer. Um, And a self doesn't appear without struggle. We can't borrow an identity from our family archives or from some, you know, role model that we have in the outer world the self emerges from within and it doesn't always come out the way we expect. So this kind of um, looking for ourselves um, is the process by which we don't end up feeling lonely. Because now we're lonely often because we've lost ourself, we don't feel connected to our own self. So this opportunity in the pandemic is perfect actually for you know taking some time to look, you know, to look to create this relationship with self. And when you have a relationship with self, you know, you can't, you're not going to feel lonely. You might be alone for a while, but you're not going to have that lonely lost feeling that comes about when we, you know, and we look in the outer world again to meet our needs. So, um, you know, this is often a, a grieving process too. So it's, it's an interesting kind of Amalgamation of all these feelings that none of us want to feel it's painful. It's hard, you know um, But it brings a great joy and peace within ourselves When we really do find our own self and you know if you've met people that have done some of this work um, You realize that it's so relaxing and comforting to be in their presence It doesn't feel like they're taking from you that you don't feel exhausted energetically when you're um you know finish visiting with this person or involved with this person you feel enlivened and enriched by being around them and this is because they're they're working their own stuff and they're not relying on us to do all the work so i just wanted to also read you a poem this is kind of a you know if you're into poetry um poems can be a great way to start looking for your real self um as can art and nature and dance and movement and all of those expressive ways, because we do find ourselves in being expressive. But this is a poem called Treasure Hunt. That hot July you lay on a bed of poison ivy, inside a weedy dugout sheltered by the dunes. It was your secret spaces that broke your arms and legs into hives, which blistered and ran weeping as I sat by your bed, rubbing the crazy itch with cold pink calamine. You were looking for a father, you said, inside tangled arms of the blackberry vine, in sandy caverns polished with wet mollusk shells. Hidden between your socks, in the top dresser drawer, you thought you'd find a code, a map, a message that would show you where to search, a treasure hunt. And though I tried to become a woman man, half Odysseus, half Penelope, I wouldn't do. My eyes were not the blue you wanted, father's blue. I couldn't stand, though I tried, a taller stance, crease a mitt into sweaty rivers, catch a ball with naked fingers. And your hideaways, what became of them, your secret spaces, stuffed with a blowsy wind? Did their honeyed silences grow thin, thin, as lies you tell yourself? or as skin stretched and mended barely covers your heart." That's called Treasure Hunt. And uh, yeah, I actually found it in a book called Setting Psychological Boundaries for Women. So um, just uh, some light reading there. But uh, I I do think that there are many ways that we can start looking for ourselves. And I did have something here that I was gonna share with you as well. This is actually an exercise I did in a retreat, and it's it's a great one for starting to find find yourself. So if you're feeling lonely and you've been feeling lonely, maybe this is a way to get started. It's kind of fun. It's called Strength Spotting in Yourself, and it's a list of things um, regarding wisdom, humanity, courage, justice, temperance, and transcendence that you these qualities that you look for in yourself, before you start looking for a partner or looking to your partner to be that perfect person for you, how about we turn inwards and look at ourselves? So things like on um, under wisdom, you would look for, you know, and see if you find these things in yourself. Do you have creativity, uh, ingenuity, originality? Um, do you come up with new ways to think about things or do things? curiosity do you have an interest or an openness to experience um, do you take an interest for their own for its own sake um, do you find subjects or topics fascinating um, judgment and open-mindedness critical thinking um, love of learning or perspective so those are some of the things that fall under the category of wisdom that you might have in yourself and, Perhaps you've never really thought of yourself as wise, but if you start looking for these these qualities in yourself, you start falling in love with yourself. And I know that sounds very egotistical, but it's actually a good kind of self ego. We need to love ourselves before we can really get out there and be in a a consciously loving relationship. So those are some of the ones for wisdom. There's humanity, Um, kindness is a big one. Capacity to love and be loved. Social intelligence. Um, Do you have those things? Do you have one or two of them? Courage. You know, I know a lot of people have found their courage this year as well. Bravery, perseverance. You know, perhaps you lost your job and you persevered in finding a new way of making money to raise your family. Honesty, zest. Do you have enthusiasm and vigor for life? These are things you could find in yourself and, and fall in love with. The things that you would want, that you're looking for that would make you feel less lonely. How about justice? Do you have good teamwork? Are you loyal? Um, are you fair? Do you treat people fairly? Leadership, do you have leadership qualities? Temperance, forgiveness and mercy. Some people are, are um, you know blessed with lots of this modesty or humility, prudence, being careful in your choices, self-regulation, you know, controlling your emotions or appetite or things like that, are you good at that? Um, Transcendence, do you appreciate beauty and excellence? Do you have awe or wonder about life? Gratitude, hope, humor, playfulness, um, spirituality, faith, purpose. These are some of the things you can start looking for in yourself. And I guarantee, even as I was reading those, I started feeling like excited to to kind of see those qualities in myself and take myself on a date because it's so cool to find all that in yourself. So if you're you know sitting there kind of feeling lonely, perhaps in more of your victim place, notice if that goes along with feeling childlike and not wanting to take responsibility for where you're at. And then maybe have some fun with finding out what great qualities you have and and what would you do if you took yourself out and uh or you know had some fun on your own how would that feel would it feel different than lonely would it would you enjoy being alone and that doesn't mean that you can't take this to a partner exercise or go out with your partner uh afterwards but in my experience with uh, relationships I know that the people I have uh, spent time with have so appreciated when I come with those qualities and I come to them to see those qualities in them. It just it feels so much more loving and kind and passionate and inspiring than coming to a relationship with, uh, I'm not enough, I'm lonely, I'm you know, uh, I'm looking for someone to complete me because that just feels, it feels icky, and it feels needy, and it feels heavy. And although there are some people that are attracted to that, um, you know, that's not the kind of relationship I would want to work towards. And so, you know, if if you are in the in the way of trying to have a, a more conscious, more more fulfilling, more inspiring relationship for you, and and if that is around being whole and coming to someone else in a whole way then this might be something to start with. Um, If you enjoy having a codependency with someone, I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, as long as you both agree that that's what you're doing. And if you're lonely and the other person fills you up, then great. But remember that that is an agreement between you and your partner. And if one of you decides to change, the other one will have to change too. And because you have this codependent agreement, that might, you know, that might bring up a lot of hard things. But if you want to go ahead with that, go ahead. You just need to be aware of what you, you know, what kind of agreements you have in your relationships. I think that's a big, a big point of working, the kind of work I do with relationships. I try not to come with to it with any kind of preconceived this is the right way to do things. I have the things that I've thought about that are fulfilling to me. And I look for people that will, you know, um, mirror that for me. But we all have our uh, different visions, and and, that, and rightly so. So take this as an opportunity if you're feeling lonely to decide, hey, I want someone that makes me feel good because that's what I like, and I found someone who loves making me feel good, and therefore we have a great relationship. Or on the on the flip side learn how to feel good in your own self, find somebody else that feels good in themselves, and then have fun together that way. Um, And either way, I hope you have a fulfilling um, Monday, and I will be seeing y'all next week. It's Elsa Kepi from pleasureforhealth.com, signing off. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Ailsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. I look forward to sharing another episode with you again very soon. Wishing you a pleasure-filled day.